Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. On a Wednesday, talking some dynamite. Everyone is well this evening. Looks like we already got some. Already got some chatters in here. Good evening. Some ladies and some gents. Tremendous. Well, y'all know what to do. Make sure if you do anything tonight, smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. And if you want to tip one of your favorite podcasts, you certainly can. Always welcome. You can do so in the Twitch by cheering bits and such. Or you can use the super chat and super stickers on Team YouTube. So we're absolutely going to be talking some dynamite tonight, but we're going to take care of some other stuff first, as we always do. A few different things, actually. Bells boy, much love, man. (laughs) Bells boy. Bell's Boy with a $5 super chat says, my head hurts because of the tag match. It's because it's because your favorite tag team in the world is the Young Bucks and they lost? I tell you what. When, uh, was it Forbidden Door or was it some other pay-per-view? No, I don't think it was Forbidden Door. It was... Whatever was right before that. Um, in fact, I think it was another three-way. Young Bucks, Swerve, and Lee, and... Oh, the former tag champs, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. <clears throat> wow, that's all changed drastically, hasn't it? Thanks to Christian. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> So, that was one of my favorite matches of that pay-per-view. I absolutely loved that tag match. You know me, I love some tag, tag, good tag matches. And I don't care what kind it is. If it's, you know, high-flying stuff like, you know, Super Kick Party, Young Bucks, or if you got a uh, a diverse team like Lee and Swerve, and we'll get to those. Congrats to them. Or you got hard-hitting slobber knocker team like FTR. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, uh, I, I know my, my niche group of fans that catches me either here or on that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact Impact Talk for Impact fans Um, 
Impact fans are very biased, saying that the women's division, uh, knockouts, pardon me, the knockouts division in Impact is the best women's division in professional wrestling today. I'll say this about AEW. They may not be perfect, and I, 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 I run with a group of people that, you know, it's 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 kind of either way. It's either a love or a hate. There's not a whole lot in between. And if it, if AEW ain't your cup of tea, that's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, if you're here for if you're here for the ride, like I am, because it is a roller coaster. It's not always up here. You like it to be. You hope it is, but it isn't. And it's still a very new brand. Three years young. You know, but I'll say this about um, AEW is their tag division is one of my favorites. And dare I say, it's one of the best. Absolutely. In the world. Um, the, the booking isn't always tremendous, but as far as the diverse kind of teams you know from the butcher and the blade to uh, swerve and lee to the young bucks to ftr to the former champs uh young um oh jiminy christmas yeah (laughs) young boy jungle boy and uh luchasaurus so many different so many different kinds of teams in there just the ones and there's so many more um So, so I, I'll give that to AEW. Is their tag division is usually on fire, and I I love this main event. But but let's get into. Um, I don't think. Let's see, do I have any news? I don't really have any news. I know the, the Vince stuff. I talked about that the other day. I don't want to like burn that to the ground. He's he's doing that all on his own. Uh, but um, um, oh, before I forget, and then we'll get to what well, we got a we got a little little mailbox opening. Nothing tremendous, but it's just I like to do them on here. Um, so I had a great conversation with someone that doesn't come on here a lot, as far as in my chat, um. But you see him a lot in the um, TNI chat, and he goes he goes way back, way back as a fan of the podcast and of and of the brand, and um, great supporter, and he's he's very tremendous at doing his own thing. You probably know him most infamously. And I mean that in the most loving way for the infamous mask that he so lovingly gifted the bone man, the shark boy mask and the, um, the, uh, toss that carefully over there. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. brain farting all over the place tonight the suicide mask that trent has so um he is going to be a special guest 
next week, that's the goal. Next week, we've got him penciled in because, you know, life. Um, <laughs> but he's going to be here on uh, Smash next Wednesday, a week from tonight, and then the following night. So if you don't catch him on here, you can catch him on TNI the following night. Um, we're going to catch up with Slowpoke and what he's doing as far as his new he's got a new um online toy store um making wrestling uh related merch and so we're gonna catch up with him and he's gonna talk about how his business is you know like just about to officially launch online um and he's going to be hitting some of the indie, the big indie circuit shows uh, this year, next year. So, uh, for example, his debut is going to be the store debut. The brand launch itself is going to be at um, uh, Rick Flair, Rick the Rick Flair weekend. Um, the hell is it called starcast he's gonna be at starcast so a very we had a great conversation the other night i couldn't be more excited for him um so hopefully by next week uh he said he's got a little package in the mail he's sending me uh i'll be able to show off his stuff he'll be able to show off his stuff and um so excited for slowpoke man he's um He's had some, we'll just say this. I'll let him tell the story, but he's had, he's had some ups and downs just like any one of us. Um, but he's rising above everything and he's coming out strong this year. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. I mean, couldn't be more excited for him. And, and, oh, and, and this right over here. What is this? This little, little, little mailbox ski, little mailbox. going to open this up something i ordered and i will say this it's packaged it's packaged very nicely there's a little 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 puffy you could probably tell what it is already there's a little little airbag thing in here that's very nice i'm impressed but i am impressed by this i am very impressed by this there is bubble wrap on this very good to see that as well because I've received these before. They really didn't have much on them. So to have this come in the mail and so protected, I mean, this thing looks damn near, damn near mint. It's uh, it's gorgeous. It's the Scott Hall micro brawler, the one that came out when he passed. I didn't have um, the opportunity to get this when he did pass and I saw a great deal on eBay took advantage of it won the bidding war and I ended up paying approximately what they were going for um, when uh, when they were first being sold so I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for it um, love Scott Hall always will be one of my true favorites had to make this part of my collection so Rest in peace, Scott Hall. We love you. We miss you. Um,
All right. So, so should we should we pop? No, we're not going to sit here. Should we pop all these? No, we're not going to do that either. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we'll place that back in the box ever so carefully. There we go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so, oh, I just happened to see this. I mean, I'm not ignoring the chat. I'm just trying to, like, you know, keep this going. Uh, it's been a long day. Roller coaster, right? Uh, Daniel William Clark says, love the shirt, J-Bone. Yes, I'm, I'm a big fan of the old school 80s horror scene. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Um uh, you know, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th. I got a couple of those shirts too. So, so yeah, love, love the old school stuff. So, all right, let's talk about this week's fighter fest. I know I was a little, a little down on the whole, uh, AEW last week, talked about some highlights, really didn't do a formal review on here. Doesn't mean I don't love the brand. Like I'm having a falling out, like with with AEW. I mean WWE. Jimmy Christmas. See, this is why I drink these at night. Brain farts all over the place. My goodness, office is stanky tonight. Stanky. Um. Like. The Peacock. I just canceled my Peacock because I was I, I got the Peacock, had a great deal on it, was paying like three bucks a month. And I watched a few of the pay-per-views, but I'm not watching the weekly stuff. I just can't. I just I, I haven't seen anything in clips and or other reviews like those really quick five-minute wrestle talk ones. You know, I'll watch those about half the time to, to see how they gauge it. They're a great gauge as far as like, they, they, and they're brutally honest. If the show sucks, they'll tell you. Like NXT, biggest chunk blowing thing in the wrestling industry today, according to them pretty much most of the time. Yes, proud as a peacock. <laughs> so, so yeah, I canceled that. Um, and then I, what did I do to substitute it? Oh, I've got a six-month free thing for AMC Plus, which I've been looking to get into more like horror stuff like that. And they got Shutter on there. Um, the TV app sucks though; it's it really doesn't work well. So I'm gonna have to like watch stuff on my computer or my phone, which I hate doing watching stuff on my phone unless it's like a quick YouTube thing um so I might get into more like Netflix AMC plus reviews on here just touching on stuff for example I binged watch I binge watched the first season of making a murderer on Netflix over the last day or two oh my god like, it's been on my list to watch for a long time, and I know it's been out for a while. I know you're probably like, J-Bone, you live in Wisconsin. You haven't watched it? No, I just... It's been on my list, but I 
I never and I and the the title always like kind of was like making a murderer. What the hell does that mean? Making a murderer. And I really didn't know. Like I I kind of knew what the premise of the series was, but I didn't. Um phenomenal like if you're into like crime stuff and kind of like who done it kind of stuff oh my god oh my god amazing series insanely frustrating if you're from someone in wisconsin like myself and you know that this is like what's happening in the justice system in wisconsin in little towns like up north where you think like nothing's wrong oh my god this stuff, like, I'll get into it more at another time and give more thoughts on it, but, oh, it's just, it's messed up. Like, hey, don't go to Manitowoc and get, piss anyone off. Don't piss anyone off in Manitowoc. Because they'll send your ass to prison for shits and giggles. No shit. It's, ter- it's absolutely terrifying. All right enough of that i'll talk more on that on another time because i really i got some i got some other thoughts on it but i don't want to put them all in here in my aew themed video so um (laughs) courtney yeah like last night's episode talking about nxt yeah it's a critical sting says I actually watched NXT this week. It's different. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm, I'm so out of touch with the former black and yellow brand. It's, it's, I don't recognize hardly anyone on there anymore. It's sad, but anyways, trips apparently is back at the helm. Happy for him. Happy for him. All right. AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night One. Um, so night is this? Did they say this is like a four week thing? I think they said it's like four weeks. So we're getting like a month's worth of Fighter Fest. I mean, we're obviously getting a little Fighter Fest on Wednesday for Rampage, but I don't think they're calling that night two. Night two of Fighter Fest is next Wednesday, and that's really amping up. Oh, Critical Sting here says uh, four nights. Okay, yeah, so four, four nights, four nights, two weeks. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> the NXT chap in there. <laughs> it's okay. All good. D- discuss amongst yourselves. Love you guys. Um, but nonetheless, I've always enjoyed Fighter Fest. It's always good stuff. I think last year was Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in the, the, the big orange pool of death match or whatever the hell that was. Or uh Chris Jericho went swimming. Oh how oh how the the atmosphere of the company has changed since then, right? Oh my goodness, the cat hair on me it's crazy anyways okay it's not normal if there is some kind of cat stuff involved in the show right good old oreo 
All right. Season four, episode 20. What did I write here? 28. Year is halfway done. Unbelievable. Crazy. Um. Oh, Critical Sting says that Mimosa Mayhem crap. Pretty sure that was a pay-per-view. I, I thought it was TV. I thought it was TV. That was also before they went back to having fans. Or as far as, like, touring, actually. Because they did that one down in Florida. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Mimosa tub. <laughs> Looked like a giant, like a giant tub of tang. <laughs> it was so, it was so orange. It was, oh my god, that was a lot of fun. Loved it, hated it, whatever. I, I, I thought it was fun. Something different, you know. Can't all be thumbtacks and razor blades. Got to have a little fun with wrestling. Um, TNT title match to start out here. Speaking of Orange Cassidy, he's in our first match here. Wardlow coming out defending his TNT title against Orange Cassidy. Now, this was fun. It's it, it, Orange Cassidy is one of those, you either love him or hate him or don't get him or whatever. There's not a lot of gray, you know? Um, he is a good wrestler. There was obviously uh, a good dose of humor in this match. And God bless Wardlow, man. He's he's one of those guys, obviously, that he's a beloved uh, part of the AEW roster. He is, you know, he is really slowly rising in the ranks of one of the top stars in the company. He has his first title in hand now, defending it. And he is in the ring with someone who is, you don't think of him as a big heel persona at all. You know, he's another loved character from this brand. And so you might kind of scratch your head at this, but it's like, hey, um, competition is competition. It can't all be good versus evil. Sometimes it's good versus, um, I'm not sure what you call Orange Cassidy in this case. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is a lot of fun, though. I, I enjoy him. Uh, it took me a while, honestly, I got to say, to like get on board with him. Wardlow, day one. A day one of the fan. Walked in with... Who did he walk in with? He was wearing a suit on like the first episode or first pay-per-view, whenever that was. Did he walk in with Britt Baker? I forget who he walked in with. Someone in a dress. So right off the bat, the look, the persona, the charisma. He just oozed charisma. I'm like, oh, this guy. This guy's going to be a star. I just I just knew it. I knew it. Sometimes J-Bone just knows these things, you know. Um, it's been an absolute blast watching the rise of Wardlow, him changing through this last three years, really coming into his own. Um, and this was a lot of fun. This is obviously wasn't like wrestling match of the night. This, this, this had a heavy dose of comedy. 
uh, Orange Cassidy trying to get out of the strength slash power bomb setups, you know, from Wardlow. Wardlow won though. Really didn't think for a second that Orange Cassidy was gonna win this, but you know they they put that dose of doubt in your mind, like, oh, that one was really close. That was like two point nine. He almost didn't kick out, and um, it was um, <laughs> Courtney here. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. This was hilarious. This was so funny. This first going back and forth, this interaction of of Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. Wardlow ripped the pockets, like he took he took his hand took Orange Cassidy's hands out of his pockets, therefore exposing the pockets they were hanging out of his jeans, or whatever you call those. Uh, the, the jean sweatpants or whatever. I don't know. Jean loungers. So, someone let me know exactly what those are. Because they got a tie string. So makes me kind of wonder what the hell those are. But anyways. Wardlow rips the pockets out of them. And then Wardlow's like, all right, I mean business now. I got to, you know, talk some sense into this kid. We're going to war here. So he takes the straps down. Orange Cassidy is like, eh, not quite yet. Puts the straps back on his shoulder and kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, no, we're going to do this my way. We're going to do this my way. So, um, but, you know, and, and the look on Wardlow's face throughout this whole thing, you know, he, he was he was allowing the fun to happen for the fans. You know, like I said, he doesn't take himself too seriously. I'm sorry. Silence this. Alright. Um, so, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, not match of the night, but it was fun. Um, Wardlow wins here. Then we had Chris Jericho coming out here. And uh, he's bringing back the Painmaker next week versus Eddie Kingston. It's going to be a a barbed wire everywhere match. I'm assuming it's going to be something just, you know, barbed wire instead of the ring ropes or barbed wire wrapped around the ropes, baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire. What was that thing that Abyss used? To, oh no, that was Janice. That was a that was a board with nails through it that's different anyways um yeah so the pain maker which was actually created in japan is going to rear its ugly face back here in the states next week on aew television so um by the way i saw a really cool special it happened like a few years ago like right it was a youtube thing it was uh, Kevin Kelly from New Japan talking about how Chris Jericho kind of came up in in uh, New Japan, how he started there, shocked the fans, and you know went through a few different um, 
you know, opponents over the course of a few years. So it was like a 20 minute documentary, just talking about his feuds and stuff. Great stuff. And it really, it's interesting because it's all, it's all pre AEW. So it just kind of reminds you what was going on with Chris Jericho before all this happened. You know, it's kind of interesting. But anyways, um, if you find that on the New Japan channel, go check it out. Good stuff. Good old pain maker. Eddie Kingston with a quick promo. He's got Ruby. Now, this is interesting. I want to talk about this for a second. I just kind of was going to buzz over this. But um, Eddie Kingston talking about how uh, and, and Eddie Kingston, bless him, man. He's always... He's got this attitude like he's got to get stuff off his chest, but he he doesn't want to be put in the structures of having to stand there and getting counted down and stuff like that. He's Kingston. Eddie Kingston is so outside of the box, you know, like he wants to do things his way. He he goes against the grain. He doesn't want to be told what to do and how to do it. He just wants to go out there and just mess you up bad. And um, he's like, I was a fan of his from day one and uh, obviously past stuff from impact wrestling ring of honor. Never got into too much of the indie stuff like Chikara and stuff like that, because I really just didn't know about it. I was just ignorant to it. Didn't hear about it. Didn't know about it. Um, but yeah, so Eddie Kingston is standing there and he's, he's like, he he can't wait for the barbed wire everywhere match. He's going to, you know, mess up Jericho bad. And he's got Ruby in a, like a cat, not a cast, but like a, I don't know what you call it, like a arm brace, cast kind of thing, whatever. And um, and then on the other side is Ortiz, and um, it is it's the one of the first times I think. Now I I know that Santana is out with an injury since Forbidden Door. I know that. But with all the news about the behind the scenes dissolving of Proud and Powerful, uh, the, the former LAX, uh, Santana and Ortiz, um, this is the first time I think that we've actually kind of really seen Ortiz on his own since all that news came out. So it's because of what happened to Ruby. It's what happened, what happened to Ortiz. Eddie Kingston now wants to avenge this and get revenge and, you know, and really just put the nail in the coffin in this whole, Oh God, I hope that's not what happens next. They have like a coffin match or something. This is supposed to be like the end of the feud right here. This is supposed to be the be all end all barbed wire everywhere match 
going to be the end of the feud for Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. So really looking forward to this next week. Going to be nuts. Um, probably going to have the sensors all up in the tizzy. Um, you know. <laughs> like, oh my God, somebody lost an eyeball. Somebody just lost half of their forehead or whatever. You know, It's going to be nuts. Can't wait. I'm not a big blood and guts guy, but... Um, I do enjoy some some blood. So, um, Painmaker next week. Can't wait. Takesta and Mox. Great match. Now, I was a little confused as far as if the title was on the line. I don't think it was on the line, but they called this an Eliminator match. So, I didn't know if this was a thing where... You had to get X amount of wins in 20 minutes, or I I really didn't know what the rules were here. I didn't try to like look it up though. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was just like, wait, eliminator. What's, what does that mean? So if anybody knows in the chat, by all means, put it in the, put it in the chat. Does this just mean that because he's the interim champion, He's eliminating opponents for himself while he's waiting for the CM Punk match. Is that what it is? I don't know. But anyways, um, Takeshita is so, so good. Like, I didn't watch any of his Japan stuff. This guy kind of kind of came out of nowhere right along... Oh, critical sting here. It, it's um, uh, beat the champion to get a title shot. Okay. I get it. I get it. That's simple. Perfect. I get it. That You don't need to say anything more than that. Just, I don't think I've ever heard it called that before. It was, you know, I've heard them say, if you beat the guy with the title you get a title shot. You know, that's been like around forever. I don't think I've ever heard it called that, but I don't know. It's, you know, I got two brain cells, so don't knock it. Don't, don't knock me for it. Um, oh, he says, okay. He says, they've always called it that. Okay. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, obviously. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yes, they'll eventually unify the, uh, the titles yes somewhere down the road see even anna says it's confusing see i'm not the only one see thank you anna thank you i'm not the only one <laughs> sitting here with the palm trees on an island all by myself confused as hell i'm not the only one thank you jimmy christmas all right great match this to catch the guy all right so this guy kind of like i said he kind of came out of nowhere during the forbidden door stuff i thought he was a new japan guy that i just never seen before like an up-and-comer that came out of the dojo or the new japan dojo in japan and came over for a tour excuse me wow um i don't know like but no i guess he's from ddt wrestling and uh I know uh, Kenny Omega has uh, deep 
DDT roots in Japan and uh, before all of his New Japan stuff coming up in the biz. So I don't know if someone over there contacted Kenny and said, hey, we want to send this guy over for a few months or whatever. I don't know how long he's sticking around. He's got his own T-shirt. He's got his own T-shirt. No, it's a really big surprise there. I don't know if he is actually on the roster page. I don't really want to overthink that because you never know. You know, people come, people go. But he's in the company for now, and he has been absolutely killing it. I accidentally um, erased my episode of Rampage because sometimes I watch it, sometimes I don't. Like, if I'm busy, I'll just, ah, you know, I'll just erase it. I'm not going to worry about it. Unless I hear something online or something from a friend, buddy, online, something saying, ooh, this match that was on Rampage, you got to check this out. Or if I hear people talking about it in the Discord, TNI Discord, um, like, oh, this was match of the night on Rampage, probably match of the week or something. Um, I... What was I hearing? Oh, Kingston versus Takeshita. I heard was amazing. So I went out of my way to watch. It's like a four or five minute clip from the match itself on the YouTube channel. On YouTube, on uh, AEW's YouTube. Wow. A lot of fun. And then I, because I found that, I started finding stuff. Not that I was looking for this. I just saw like videos out of nowhere talking about um, body shaming Eddie Kingston. And yeah, he doesn't have like a shirt on in that match or he doesn't have his, you know, like, you know, shoulder straps up. So, and he's not the, the fittest guy. You know, he's kind of a throwback. Little little on the heavy side you know big boy brawler um he's not like he's not your Wardlow. he's not a hobbs he's not a brian cage um and i was like man i i just it absolutely boggles my mind to this day that we still have some fans out there going oh he's out of shape he should really do something but in the next breath, it'd be like, oh, I can't wait for Bray Wyatt to come back because Bray Wyatt was such a great example of human fitness. Oh, man, he was just like one of the most badass characters and wrestlers in wrestling in the last decade. And you almost, ne- like maybe in the beginning when he first came, but it died really quick that no one died on that mountain as far as him being out of shape or whatever. And he did lose some weight and get in some better shape, but it was still, um, you know, how many people over the years have been beloved in the ring, no matter what their body type was like Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, you know, guys like that. Hell, even Otis, whatever, you know, so yeah, it's like God, it's it's so I look at guys like Eddie Kingston 
And that's my body type. Like, okay, so from here on up, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I look amazing or anything, but I look like your average Joe. From here on down, it's, it's, you know, I'm embarrassed, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. And I know I got to lose weight and I should, you know, take better care of myself, but uh, it's one of those things I'm just really inconsistent about. But I see a guy like Eddie Kingston in his physique and I I can identify with a guy like that. And anybody middle-aged and kind of overweight like myself is going to look at a guy like Eddie Kingston and be like, damn, I get him. He's awesome, you know. But back to, to Kesta, man, what an amazing athlete. And I don't know how long he's been. He's been wrestling, but holy cow, is he going to be a star? And I don't know. I don't know if anybody has heard like how, how long he's sticking around, but damn, we are lucky to be having a guy like Takeshita in the ring, uh, win or lose. I mean, he's learning. You know, how long, I don't know how long his tour is. Um, <laughs> Courtney says, sorry, not fatty. He's just beefy. Oh, we're beefy. Okay. <laughs> so, um, great match. Uh, Mox wins. Takeshita doesn't get a title because he's, he's eliminated. He's, <laughs> I get it now. But anyway, um. Box still killing it, still dropping those hints like, hey, we're, we're going to still get that match versus Punk. We just don't know when and we don't know where. Well, they might have dropped a hint tonight. Um, I don't know when they brought it up in the show here, but I'll just talk about it now because I just thought of it. They do the promo for All Out. That's their next big... Uh, Big pay-per-view coming up in September. They've got um, a big <laughs> two love impact, big boned. Hey, I get that. <laughs> um, Chicago all week, dynamite, rampage, and um, and all out. So three nights, I'm sure they're going to be doing combo deals. They go on sale this Friday. And I was like, I was like, huh, all out. That's still a couple months out. Haven't really heard anything specifically what's going on with Punk. Maybe that's a targeted comeback date. Maybe there'll be Punk versus Mox in Chicago. And then I'm like, oh my God, my brain just started like drooling to see two of my absolute favorites in Chicago going at it um and I I remember as soon as Punk came back talking about future opponents I believe he said at that first uh media scrum he said I have faced a Dean Ambrose I have not faced a John Moxley so, so there you go. Cross your fingers, folks. Cross your fingers, cross your toes, cross the hairs inside your nose. We may get Punk versus Mox in Chi-Town at All Out in September. Can't wait. 
So if it happens, you can thank your lucky stars or you can just thank me. I'm kidding. Um, all right. So next we got Christian Cage coming out, shooting his mouth off about um, Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. about how his dad would be really disappointed in him and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Luchasaurus is standing there. And then we get a match between Luchasaurus versus uh, Griff Garrison. Short but sweet. Nothing really to say here. It's it's all about the reconstruction of Luchasaurus as a big-time heel along the side of Christian Cage. And so... Um, Bell's voice says Takeshita is six foot two and weighs twenty-three pounds? Twenty-three pounds. What? Oh, two hundred thirty-two pounds. Oh, you okay. Gotcha. Uh <laughs> Bonkers, what is up? It's 423 in the morning here, Thursday in the UK. Well, good morning to you, sir. Hopefully you're having a little caffeine, little little uh little uh, coffee, a little joe, a little something to get your day started. Thanks for joining us. Only 27. Thanks, Bells Boy. Appreciate it. Oh, Bells Boy here. I missed it. It says, um, Japanese professional wrestler who has worked for DDT Pro Wrestling since his uh, debut in August 2012, dubbed the future of DDT. Yeah, man. I mean, I I totally see him becoming the next breakout star, someone like a cross between Tanahashi or Okada. You know, like that level. Honestly, I, I, I can see it. I can see it. Wow. So, um, man, yeah, such a talented kid. So much energy, so much fun to watch. Crazy. Crazy how good he is so young. Well, let's just enjoy him while we got him, because I'm sure he's going to go back to DDT someday. (laughs) Excuse me. So, yeah, a fairly quick match here between Luchasaurus and Griff Garrison. Um then ends up putting both uh, takes a couple tries but ends up putting uh, Griff and Brian through a table for their troubles. Poor guys. I'm kind of wondering when uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff are going to get their breakout time. Because they've been, they've had some ups and downs but they and they've had some higher profile matches like Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF and stuff like that. Oh, I know the name that shall not be named. Um, you know, stuff like that. But they really haven't had a lot of time to shine. So I'm, I'm a little nervous as far as their future. I know they weren't like first year guys. I think they were second year guys, if I remember right. I could be wrong because I know it was a while for Brian Pillman Jr. took him took him all to break away from MLW. But that was the great thing about his contract with MLW is, I mean, it was obviously rewritten after AEW started, but 
there was nothing in his contract that saying that he couldn't work for AEW. So there were some people that worked for both like MJF and others. So uh, we'll see. Are you guys a fan of the, uh, the tag team of, uh, Griffin Pillman Jr. Um, the varsity blondes or, uh, what do you think? You think they're going to last or do you think they're going to be gone by the wayside within the next year? We'll see. Let me know in the chat. Um, rough night for the varsity blondes. Definitely. Um, Jake Hagar versus Claudio Castagnoli. Um, Claudio wins with a Ricolo bomb. Man, these two guys, it, it was, it was. I'll call it a throwback. I mean, we've seen these guys tear each other up over the course of the last decade, uh, you know, up north in WWE. Um, great singles runs. This was a great reminder of how good Hagar is because we, he, we don't see a lot of matches from him. Um, maybe his contract is like a limited amount of matches, especially singles matches in AEW because he is focusing more on his MMA stuff. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, Bunker says Luchasaurus is kind of like Kane now. It's, wow. That's it's quite the compliment. Quite the compliment. I don't know how what the rest of you think about that. Let me know. Um, but yeah, the great match. Man, it just... I don't know what it was with Cesaro in WWE. Like, I always liked him. But I, I never, like, I wanted him to have those, like, after I, be, I became a fan of his, and I wanted him to have those breakout times where he was not just a, a mid-card title holder or a tag team title holder. By the way, the bar with him and Sheamus, still one of the best damn tag teams in the last decade. So much fun. Took me a while to get on board, and I've talked about that on this podcast uh, in the early years of this podcast. Um, but but to see a throwback like um, the former Cesaro and, uh, and Hagar going at it, man, so much fun, so much fun. And um, Claudio gets a win here. He won with the Ricolo bomb. I love that. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I mean, and I, I'm trying to remember, like, if he did that in in the WWE and they just called it something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Anna, not a fan of Hagar's, like watching paint dry. I, I I hear you. I hear you. He's not everyone's cup of tea. He's he's not my favorite, but I do like him. I do like him. Um, I, I appreciate him for what he is because he's not the best guy as far as promos, but he has come a long way from when he first was that very, very, very young world heavyweight champion back in the day. Um, oh, critical sting. I, I, I'll take this as a compliment for him, I think. Says uh, Hagar is the male Marina Shafir. Wow, I, I at least I think that's a 
compliment. I'm not sure. Marina Shafir's, you know, like the MMA based gal too. Um, coffee and cereal says bonkers. Wait, you're not putting coffee in your cereal, are you? It's kind of weird. Anyways. Um, oh, critical. That's not a compliment. Oh, okay. And Anna just, oh, nap time. Calls Hagar nap time. Oh, my goodness. Did you like this match, though, Anna? Let me know that if you like this match. Because I, I enjoyed this. It was it was one of those, like I said, it felt like a throwback from, you know, their old feud. And um, yeah, not, not too much else to say. I'm. I really feel like Claudio is going to get a good run in this brand. Um, <laughs> yes, bonkers. I get it. I'm just messing with you. Um, I, I think he is going to be a future champ. I don't know how long it's going to take. Maybe, maybe in a year or so, we'll see Claudio as a, as a champ. And because um, he, he really never had that chance in the WWE, you know, he, he's had some, unbelievable matches in the last year you know a great feud against Roman Reigns just never could quite you know get to that next level so oh well but uh he's he's has said many times already that he's very happy in AEW getting the chance to um just you know no um no chains on them no chains on them no no barriers just go out there and just tear it up man and that's man he's such a joy to watch those those running underhooks or whatever the hell they call you know the flying forearms and all that stuff jeez just um, and he's in tremendous shape too. He's been going for a while. Tremendous shape. Good stuff. Um, yeah, Bell's boy here uh, agreeing with me. It says Claudio teaming with Sheamus a few years ago, in my opinion, was a WWE highlight. Yeah, yeah. It, it took me a while to get on board because you know, like sometimes the homemade tag teams, it's it's either you love them or you hate them or they do great or they don't do so hot. This they this team did great. There was a time when the Bar and the Usos were like the top two tag teams in the company. Now the Usos are still on top and everyone else around him is just kind of like, you know, sweeping up the rest of the division. So um So, um, but yeah, great match. Claudio gets a win here. Riccolo bomb. All right, next we get Anna J versus Serena Deeb. Nothing earth shattering here, but I, I will say that I did notice this and you can agree with me or you can disagree, whatever, agree to disagree, whatever. Um, Anna J since the beginning of the pandemic, when she first came in, when they were really trying to rebuild the women's division, when they lost like half of their division because of uh, overseas traveling and all that stuff, whether it was UK, Japan, what whatnot, 
um, and they had to pull from, you know, the indies locally. You know, Big Swole, Anna J, all these gals to help um, fill in the holes in the women's division. And I really feel like Anna J has, is she like the best? No, but she has definitely improved since day one when I saw her come out. And um, in fact, I think she debuted on a show when there was no fans before they went to, um, oh, I can't remember the name of that uh, arena. It was more like a theater setting, but it was all outdoors and they were there for like a year with no fans and then slowly brought fans back. But they were in that small, it was like Skyway Studios. I can't remember exactly um, where they were. Daly's Place, thank you, Critical Thing. But they were in that small studio for a while. And um, Brody Lee, I think, debuted in that same time frame. And Brody Lee and a few other people took turns just destroying... Um, guys like um, oh god they were just on a roll just destroying everyone um, can't think of the little guy who was in Jurassic Express Marco Stunt, Marco Stunt. Um, you know what you know, throwing him 15 feet into the crowd jeez louise over the top row crazy um but yeah, so Anna Jay's come a long way. And to go toe-to-toe with a guy, uh, a guy, a gal, she's Louise. A woman like Serena Deeb, um, it shows how far Anna Jay has come. Was this a five-star match? No. But it has absolutely shown where Anna Jay was when she first came in, showing where she's at now, you know? And I, I think that that says a lot right there, you know? <laughs> Two Love Impact. Yeah, remember Pineapple Pete? <laughs> who the hell is that? Sugar Dunkington? I can't think of who that is. I think that's who that was. Spent a cup of coffee at Impact, too, but... um I know Chris Jericho always put him over big time when he uh, came to the ring and said, I hate Pineapple Pete. I mean, he said it so often during that set of tapings uh, over the course of a few weeks, they made a t-shirt out of it. He was Pineapple Pete. He got a Pineapple Pete t-shirt out of it. Great looking shirt too. I almost bought it. But then he was gone like a month later or whatever it was. <laughs> Courtney says Anna can hang, right? I, I believe she can. And now we're getting a hint of uh, later in a segment, you know, she was uh, backstage kind of watch, you know, what's going on with her knee, a little banged up maybe from that match with Serena Deeb and the, uh, the finisher. Um, but uh, Taya, uh, Ty, excuse me, Ty Conti. Uh, comes up to her and uh, it's like, oh, maybe you should rethink your future, you know? And um, so, yeah, I got a feeling that um, former, that former sisterhood 
is uh, going to be clashing soon. So looking forward to that. But yeah, Serena Deep gets the win here and uh, keeps beating on uh, Anna Jay after the match. We get Mercedes Martinez for the rescue. And I think Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez are going to have a match for the uh, Ring of Honor women's title at uh, Death is it Death Before Dishonor is the next Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view. Looking forward to that. So, <clears throat> so yeah, Courtney, Ty versus Ty and Anna. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Pineapple Pete. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> fun stuff, fun stuff. Yeah, uh, made event here, uh, AEW. Tag team title match. Really thought this one was going to end differently, but I'm not. I'm not complaining. Um, I mean, I love the Young Bucks. Uh, still, still one of my faves. I'd say top three faves, absolutely. And um, I knew this one wasn't going to disappoint because, like I said, you got different styles in the ring and when you've got that you know you're going to have a banger especially with the talent that was in the ring you got Hobbs and Starks you got big guy little guy stuff you know Starks always flaunting and you know sexing it up in the ring uh Swerving Lee still showing shades of doubt in this match but Swerve Mm -mm. it's like no we're gonna we're gonna work on this and we're gonna get through this and we're gonna win this and sure enough they did they beat the young bucks defending their titles in this match so much fun <clears throat> um a lot of high flying stuff but uh that that was one great thing about this match is the action didn't slow down and did not stop um a lot of super kicks, a lot of high-flying stuff, but you also had some big-guy action when you had Hobbs, you know, face-to-face with a big guy like, you know, Keith Lee. Uh, then you had guys trying to double-team Hobbs and or Keith Lee. Um, but, but Swerve and Lee pulled it out. In fact, Swerve got the win here. So um, I knew... It wasn't going to take long for big things to be in their future as soon as they got to the company. Um, in my own professional podcasting opinion, I was really kind of rooting for Hobbs and Starks. I think their time is absolutely going to come in this company because they are talented and they have come a long way. Maybe they'll be next. I'm not saying they are going to be next but i'm still looking forward to the day when those two are going to be holding some real gold and not just the ftr no no uh not knocking the ftr title but it's not really still recognized in the company is it um hobbs has come a long way ricky starks is amazing that promo he cut last week oh man that 
that promo had barbed wire on it. It was so sharp. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Swerve and Lee, your new AEW Tag Team Champions. Young Bucks, what's next for the Young Bucks? We've seen a little bit of this on BTE. They've lost everyone. Adam Cole's gone by the wayside now because of injury. Kenny Omega lost in Canada. So we're no kidding. (laughs) Um, You know, it's all injury-based. Switchblade back to Japan. Um, There's no one left to hang with the Young Bucks. And they're feeling kind of lonely. And now they've lost their tag titles. Who are they going to lean on? Who are they going to go to? Are they going to call up their buddy uh, like they teased in one of the last BTEs? Are they going to call up their buddy Hangman Adam Page and reform the, um, oh, I don't even know what the hell, the, the some version of the elite, you know? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's going to happen because both those guys together just, it's like peanut butter and jelly. You know, they, they can't stay away from each other too long. It's, it's got to happen. And Hangman, like, you know, he's not champ anymore. There's less focus on him, but He's a big enough star in the company that he deserves some kind of decent storyline, not just to be second fiddle hanging with the Dark Order. No offense, Dark Order. Hangman's still way out of your range. Um, So, yeah, JT here says, Starks and Hobbs need gold. It's going to happen. And you heard it here. If you didn't hear it anywhere else, you heard it here. It's going to happen. Um, definitely within the next year, they absolutely deserve it. Um, they're great together. Um, <laughs> love my chat. Love the chat. Um, so yeah, um, overall really good show. It's obviously building up to, um, building up stuff for next week and, you know, new, new uh rivalries building on new characters like this whole thing with christian cage and luchasaurus building on that um box defending his title keeping that strong all sorts of stuff happening in the company so we got new new tag titles new tag title holders excuse me in the AEW. Swerve and Lee, congrats to them. Cheers. And, um, yeah, so next week with the uh, Barbed Wire Everywhere match, <laughs> Painmaker versus Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be an absolute bangarama. And um, so um, it, it took a while to get approved. But there is some brand new uh, merch 
in the uh, in the shop. I'm just quick bringing up a picture here so you can take a look at it. In just a second. I don't think there's a new sale going on. I think one just ended, but there is a brand new piece of merch, or I should say new design in the merch. Um, it's uh, inspired from a, a certain great series on Netflix, and I won't say it on here because I don't want to get it taken down, and I don't want to get in trouble for it, but you obviously see with the inspiration here, this neon-type signage for Smash This Podcast. <laughs> Stranger Things there. Um, so yeah, if, you, if you're into the Netflix series Stranger Things, um, this uh, I, I was I just watched the uh, the latest season and I was inspired by it and I was like, hey, I wonder if we could do this and make this work. And well, here you go. It's the latest design in the shop, uh, inspired by such a great series, one of my favorite series right now. Go get yourself. Some brand new Smash This Podcast merch. You can support, help support the show and help uh, confuse your friends by making them think it's a Stranger Things shirt. But it's not. It's a Smash This Podcast shirt. So (laughs) that link, along with all the others, is in the description of the video. Go check out the, um, follow the the, the Twitter box, the Instaneck, and uh, the Facebotch, if you will. And uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at jbone5150. Now, tomorrow night, we'll be back here, but I'll be on that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact. You know what it is. Impact Talk for Impact fans right here. Um, Great thing with uh, TNI lately. Bison just interviewed Rosemary of all characters. Um what a great 20 minutes or you know give or take a little 15 20 minutes whatever it was um man bison survived rosemary and she is one of the most terrifying awesome characters in professional wrestling today and um really fun um interview congrats bison on that props to you brother you're doing great things. And uh, so he's going to be in Chicago in a month sitting right next to me or a couple seats down from me with Bill. So <laughs> can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me tonight. Much love. We'll see you tomorrow night on TNI for um, all things Impact Wrestling and more. Take care, folks. We'll see you then.